Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Genesis Gathering. We're online this morning. You can join us by going out to the webpage as well. If you have any difficulty with Facebook, if you're already on the webpage and you want to turn a friend on, you have the address right there uh, in front of you that you can do that with. Um, we just appreciate you being here. We know that there's a lot of choices uh, in this whole thing of live streaming now, and we get that. And we're just glad that you're with us this morning. Thank you. Be sure, again, to share it with a friend. Send them the link. Let them know. You can do it either from the website or from Facebook. Um, I think what I want to do at this point is just go right to our time of worship with Matt and Lisa. They're back with us. I'm so excited that they're with us, and I'm going to turn it over to them at this point. Here we go. All right, guys. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. Um, it's 2021, everybody. Let's go. Um, um, we're glad you're with us this morning. We're going to go ahead and sing some worship songs and uh, just worship the Father with us. At your name, the mountains you came to At your name, the oceans roar and tumble. At your name, angels will bow, the earth will rejoice. Your people cry out, Lord of all the earth, we shout your name, shout your name, filling up the skies with endless praise, endless praise, Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, O oh Lord, at your name, the morning breaks at your name, creation sings its story. At your name, angels will bow, the earth will rejoice, your people cry out. Lord of all the earth, we shout your name. Praise you, praise you. There's no one like our God. We will sing, we will sing. There is no one like our God. We will praise you, praise you. There's no one like our God. We will sing, we will sing. There is no one like our God. We will praise you, praise you. Jesus, you are God. We will sing. Lord of all the earth, we shout your name, shout your name, filling up the skies with endless praise, endless praise. Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, oh, Lord of all the earth, we shout your name, shout your name, filling up the skies with endless praise, endless praise. Yahweh, Yahweh. 
shout your name, O oh Lord. Oh, Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, O oh Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the sunshine in the warmth in these winter months. And uh, we thank you, Father, for everyone who's able to join us today. And thank you for continually walking with us. Um, your patience in teaching us and leading us is incredible. And we love you, Father. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. so, so kind to me. Holy, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I found, leaves the night behind. I couldn't hurt, I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. Holy, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. When I was your foe, still your love far from me. so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it off me. You've been so, so kind to me. Hold the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God.
coming after me. so much and overwhelming our lives. We praise you today for that. It's always an interesting morning over here at the Corson home when we are trying to organize live streaming in our house. Uh, some weeks are perfect and some weeks there's interesting things that happen. But here we are. Good to see you all. Hey, um, do, we do welcome you to Genesis Gathering. Thanks for gathering with us. Boy, I wish we could gather in person. I look forward to that day. I wonder if we're going to even know what that's like anymore. But anyway, thanks for being here. I want to mention to you right off the bat with my little sign. I don't know if we ever got an actual slide made with it. But if you have a prayer request right now, you can text it to me at 720 878 3323, and I'll be checking my texts. You can also, if you're on Facebook with us, you can also leave a prayer request there. There is a bit of a delay on Facebook, and so if I don't get your requests in time for our prayer time, we'll still certainly be praying for your request. So as far as a few announcements goes, uh, I want to mention to you that this Thursday, the guys gathering resumes at 730. Guys, it is not a Bible study. And the really great thing about Zoom is that it can be people from anywhere all over the country. As a matter of fact, we have other guys joining the guys gathering, not from the Denver area. Some, uh, and I understand it's been a really good time. There's talking and laughing and sharing. And uh, if you want to join, you go to our website. You'll find where the activities, events are. And if you click on the guys gathering, there is a link to the Zoom connection to get you on for 7.30 this Thursday, January 7th. Then we have something new. Starting on the next Thursday, January 14th, we're going to be studying 
Rob Bell's Love Wins. Um, I don't have an exact time yet, maybe 6.30 or 7 o'clock for an hour, and uh, real easy to read book, and we'll do a couple of chapters at a time, or we'll figure that part out. Very excited about this book. So the byline says, a book about heaven, hell, and the fate of every person who ever lived. I have listened to this book on Audible at least four or five times, and now I'm reading through it in the paper version and preparing for our study time together. This will be an open discussion time, um, and we're just going to see what the Lord says to us through this book. So I hope you can join. If you want to join, hey, I'll put this back up. You can text me at this phone number. And um, that will give us to be a part of information. You can get your book on Amazon.com, Love Wins by Rob Bell. We want to thank you again for your regular tithes and offerings that you give to the Lord through Genesis Gathering. We have ongoing expenses, and we appreciate that you're sowing into the ministry of Genesis gathering Genesis Church and the lives that we're able to touch because uh, of your giving and your offerings, your donations. You can go online on our website to give. If you've not done that before, that's one way. Secondly, you can text to our phone number, which I apologize. It might be on the screen. I can't see it from here, um, and um, but I don't know the number by heart. So <laughs> I should have written it down, but this was one of those glitches this morning. We planned for me to be at my desk and it wasn't working. We couldn't get the audio to work in there. So I don't have everything at hand right here. I'm going to check and see if any of you have sent any prayer requests. And no, I don't see any in particular at the moment. I have a few that we're going to pray for. Uh, Mary writes sent us a Valentina. I believe she's 10 years old, recovering from COVID. She needs to be able to eat and her organs need to heal. Michael, uh, his cousins, Leslie and her best friend, T, struggling with COVID. Cheryl and Taylor, our, some of our bingo church members were in a severe car accident this week. They're okay. Car is totaled. They need some recovery from that. And then uh, Deborah, also a member of Genesis Gathering from afar in Mississippi, is having a biopsy in, later in January. So the scripture tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace to find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And so let's do that right now as we turn our hearts to the Lord in, in regards to these prayer requests. And of course, feel free to lift up the people in your life that you know as we pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you freely like you've told us to. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your steadfast love that never ceases. And we thank you for your love for, for Valentina, for Leslie and T, for Cheryl and Taylin and for Deborah, Lord. And we thank you for your love extended to them in their time of need in the way of healing and health and hope, and peace, and provision. I pray that they would experientially know your presence with them right now, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for working in their lives for the good and turning all of these things to good for them. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody that agrees says amen. Amen. Love you guys. Jeff is coming 
up here soon. Hey, everybody. Uh, here we go. I'm so excited about um, today's message. I'm excited about a new year. Um, I'll have to tend to some things here on the computer every once in a while and make some slides available for you. So uh, please bear with me in that little bit of distraction. But I want to talk to you this morning about the most important question that you can ask yourself in 2021, okay? Over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about awareness. The awareness that God introduced into the earth through the person of Jesus Christ, his presence, his power. And I want to welcome you to the new year. It, it, it is a... It is a year that's going to be radical. Now, it, it's not going to be radical because of a new president. It's not going to be radical because there's a new vaccine that's come out. It's not going to be radical um, because of cultural and societal values being turned inside out and upside down. Uh, it, it's, it's not going to be radical because there's religious systems that uh, and dogma that are being exposed and completely vacated. That's not what's going to make this year radical. It is going to be a radical year because of the uncovering of some good news, an announcement that was made over 2,000 years ago to some shepherds who were minding their own business, tending their sheep in the fields, who weren't even looking for radical. They weren't interested in radical. And I'll tell you what, I, I want to scare the hell out of you. I'm serious. I, I want I to, uh, that's right. I said it. Online, I want to scare the hell out of you. I, you know, I think that's what it means to be radical to begin to think differently, to repent and put God at the center of your thoughts, to begin to think differently about this new year. And, and I don't want you to make a bunch of New Year's resolutions. Don't do that. And, and let me tell you why. It, it's because what you want is you want an uncovering of who you already are. You want an uncovering not, not a new, new Year's resolution, which most people don't keep past the first 30 days, statistically, past the first 20 days. I mean, we're talking about a Holy Spirit uncloaking, a truth unveiling, a fear unmasking. That's what's going to make this a radical year. And, and, and if, if that sort of thing can just scare the hell out of your mind, I mean this dogma, these traditions, this religion, this preoccupation with who's president, this preoccupation with systems of the world. And I, and I can get you thinking like God thinks. Hell will leave. And you'll have a 2021 like never before. I introduced three prayers to you over the past two weeks that we shared together. And we're going to share them again together today at the end of the message. But one of them says this, make us less certain about the things of which we are certain 
and more open to the possibilities that we don't yet see. Join me in your Bibles right now. Would you take your Bible? Look with me. Here's that, that opening prayer, all right? Let's say it again. Make us less certain about the things of which we are certain and more open to the possibilities that we don't see. Hallelujah. All right, grab your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. Look together with me. It's not going to be on the screen. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Now that is one of the most radical thoughts in all of the Bible. It is one of the most radical things that you could possibly commit yourself to in 21 is to understand that God has already reconciled you you are already more than enough. You don't need a New Year's resolution. You need a new year uncovering, an unmasking of who you are in Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 2, turn there. Luke chapter 2, I'll give you just a minute. Now, I know I'm not playing fair because I already have it written down, don't I? Luke chapter 2, if you're on one of those uh, one of those electronic Bibles that comes with your, your phone, it, it, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not a very smart guy, but I, I, I know how to turn in my Bible. And so I looked this verse up before I came on camera and I stuck it here. So I'm ahead of you, but I want you to see it for yourself because it's just one of the most radical things that you could possibly think. It'll turn 2021 upside down. Look at it. Luke 2 verse 10. But the angel said to them, now this is to those shepherds, all right, that were minding their own business. They weren't asking for radical. And all of a sudden, some angels appear and said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Say it with me. Good news. Come on, say it with me. I know I can't hear you. I know you're not sitting out there in a congregation in front of me, but I can see you through this lens. I can see that you're not saying it. Come on, say it with me. It'll do your body good. It'll do your spirit good. It'll, it'll do your heart good. And I hope it scares the hell out of you. Here we go. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you, say it, good news that will cause great joy for all people. <laughs> this is good news. I mean, what could be more radical than that? If there is something that you and I could engage in that would cause such joy that it would be announced by angels in heaven and told to shepherds minding their own business, I'm talking about flipping this whole thing upside down. I'm talking about something that affected the whole universe. I'm not talking about a Bible story that you can either believe or not believe take for granted, whatever. This is God. This, this isn't, now the Bible tells us about it happening, but this goes far beyond the Old and the New Testament scripture. This is God introducing something so radical that he says this is going to bring joy to the entire planet. And he calls it good 
news. The most important question that you can ask yourself in 2021 is what is the gospel? Or what is the good news? Well, you know, Jeff, it's a, it's a Bible story that God sent Jesus to suffer the consequences of my immoral life, to suffer the punishment I deserve by dying on the cross. This is what I believe. Had you asked me what the gospel is, this is what I would have told you most of my adult life. And as a graduate of Bible college, I would have told you what I'm telling you right now. Yeah, God sent Jesus to suffer the punishment that I deserved by dying on a cross, satisfying God's holy, righteous desire, in other words, his anger, and that if I believe that he will do this or that he did do this for me, well, then God will forgive me out of his grace, and when I die, I'll go to heaven. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds just like the good news quote, good news. It sounds just like the, quote, gospel story that you and I learned and that we were taught. Oh, it, yeah, this, right? This is what Martin Luther rediscovered. You know, that, that guy who, uh, uh, after he got the revelation of this, he, he stuck that big paper thing on the doors of the church and made all the religious leaders mad, right? That guy, Martin Luther, right? He rediscovered this, right? You know that, that Paul guy in the New Testament who wrote a bunch of those books in the Bible, and, and in one place he said that if you will confess that Jesus is Lord, if you'll confess with your mouth, and then if you'll believe in your heart, you will be saved. That's the gospel, right? That, 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 that uh, declaration that Paul gave us in that magnus opus, magnum opus. Or how about this? Here's what Peter said, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, now I'm getting a little confused. Or maybe what Proverbs says, whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved. Well, now, which is it? Or, or maybe it's what David said, Restore us, O Lord God Almighty. Make your face to shine upon us that we might be saved. <laughs> I wonder how many different ways there are to get saved. And did Paul have the right version? Or did Peter have the right version? Or did James, who said, Faith is without works. It's meaningless. You tell me you have faith? I'll show you my faith by my works. You gotta have works in there. Or James, here's what James said. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Sounds like I'm signing up for a moral behavior change to get on the team. One modern evangelical theologian stated this, quote, most evangelicals don't have the foggiest notion what the gospel really is. What was the gospel according to Jesus? 
Jesus was unmistakably plain about it. He said this, The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, something tells me that we should read Paul in the light of Jesus, not read Jesus in the light of Paul. You see, it's the difference of looking forward in 2021 or looking backward, which is where most people theologically and many, many evangelicals sit. It's always looking backwards. Well, you know, this church father said this, and that church father goes all the way back to the patristic fathers, and then the patristic fathers, they were uh, quoting the apostles, and then the apostles, well, uh, some of them lived long enough to read Luke's gospel, and, 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 and then some of them met with, saw Jesus, and, and so they were quoting Jesus. That's looking back. I like, I like better the approach that, you know, this thing started in the book of Genesis, and then it moved forward unto Moses, and he said certain things, and then it moved forward unto David and Proverbs, and they said certain things, and all of them uncovering a greater revelation of God, a greater uncovering, a greater unmasking of who God is, all right? Starts out God's really mean, God's full of wrath, God's going to punish you, but it, it just as it progresses, as you keep looking forward, things begin to change. You begin, and then you get into the prophets, prophet Isaiah and prophet Jeremiah, and then you, then you get to, to Habakkuk and the minor prophets, and, and boy, I'll tell you what, and they all begin to reveal more about the nature and the character of God, and, and, and one of them said, his mercies are new every morning. They're fresh every morning. He loves you. <laughs> and, and so then Jesus comes on the scene and he says this, Philip, have you been so long with me? You ask me, show us the Father and it will be enough. That's what Philip said to him. They were all gathered together. I shared this with you last week. Philip, Philip said, Jesus, show us the Father. Reveal him to us. I'll uncover him for us, and we'll be satisfied with that. And Jesus, Jesus said, have I been so long with you, and yet you still haven't seen? You still don't understand. The blinders haven't been moved. You haven't come into this new uncovering. You're still steeped in religion. You, you keep looking backwards from a place of theology instead of looking forward. Jesus said, I am that I am. If anyone has seen me, he has seen the Father. In other words, God looks like Jesus. You know what's radical about that? You know what's radical about the divinity of Jesus? Not that Jesus was like God. Here's something that'll blow your cap off. I mean, it'll, it'll just, and if it gets inside of you, you'll start dancing. You'll start declaring. You'll start seeing yourself differently. You'll have the most radical 2021, I promise you. And you will never look back again at the good news. You will always look forward. You know what's more radical than Jesus saying that he was divine? This, that God was like Jesus. 
It's not that Jesus was like God. It's that God is like Jesus, and Jesus revealed the Father to us. Jesus said, here's the kingdom. He said, go out and preach the message. Here's the good news. Repent and tell them, tell them repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Very simple. That's the good news. That's the announcement. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, I have a confession to make. I viewed the Bible as a legal constitution of God's requirements and steps to gain his approval. And therefore, I revealed that I, I believed and I viewed that all scriptures were equal and that the words of Paul and Jesus were equal, and they're not. I made the assumption that the kingdom of God meant kingdom of heaven, and so I was constantly trying to do enough to get into it. I made the goal, and I believed that the goal of Jesus and Paul and the New Testament and all of Christianity was to go to heaven. And that's not the good news. I, I believed in this theory of atonement that attributed to Paul in his writing of the book of Romans, this idea of penal substitution, that that was the gospel. What do I mean by that? Well, that the, that the only basis upon which original sin can be forgiven is to legally satisfy the wrath of God through blood sacrifice. And so Jesus was sacrificed and, and that that's the formula, quote, the formula for accepting this gift of, of grace is you, you've got to go through a process of right believing and believing in the right things so that you can be made right, called justification. And then if you're justified because of what Jesus did, but you believe it the right way, well then, see what I mean? I believe that was the gospel, this whole thing of penal substitution and bloodletting and blood sacrifice. And Jesus never told his disciples, not once in all of the gospels, Four different Gospels that you can look at. Jesus never once told his disciples to preach any of that. Penal substitution, bloodletting, animal sacrifice, that he, that he was going to be sacrificed as, as an, you know, like an animal, Old, Old Testament substitution, never. That was not the good news. That was not the Gospel. The gospel was announced by the angels and Jesus told his disciples to preach it. The kingdom of God is at hand. So repent. Now that, that, that one preface to the statement, the kingdom of God is at hand, is very important for you to understand what he was saying there. He wasn't saying give up your immoral life. He was saying Begin to think differently. The word metaneo in the Greek for repent. Put God's thoughts at the center of your thoughts and think differently. The kingdom of God is at hand. Well, what was he saying when he said that? Here's Rod Washington's view of what Jesus said. Look at this. And, and I'm quoting. God's new benevolent society is already among us. <laughs> Praise God. God's new benevolent society is among us. Now that 
is a radical declaration. Jesus didn't come to start a new religion. He came to present and uncover a whole new way of life. Not moral behavior, not behavior change, not observing a list of things that you can't do, can do, what's approved, not going back, dipping into the Old Testament types and shadows and seeing Jesus as a, a sacrifice that he had to sacrifice and bloodlet in order for God to forgive us. Do you know you were forgiven before you were born? Do you know before the foundation of the earth, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says, before the fall, before the foundation of the earth, God saw you in Christ before you were lost in Adam and he forgave you before Jesus ever died. How'd he do that? He did that by faith. How'd he do that? Why'd he do that? Because he loves you through his grace. Can, can you imagine Jesus sitting down with his disciples and saying something like, now, guys, here's my real agenda, okay? I, I came to start a new group. In fact, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll start a new religion here, okay? I'm going to call it Christianity, all right? I want to solve all the issues with Adam's fall and the issue of original sin. And then I'm going to provide you with enough details on how you can eventually leave the earth, avoid hell, and ascend up into heaven and not die. There is a modern, fancies himself, fancies himself a theologian, big, great big church, hundreds of books and study guides and so forth, who actually said as a retort, as a reply to, to this reality of the gospel, that Jesus didn't come for any social reason. He didn't come to make our lives better. He didn't come in this announcement of joy. He didn't come for any of this. He came for one reason, to spare you hell so that after you die, you can go to heaven. <laughs> really? Wow. And so everything Jesus said when he took the scroll of Isaiah in the temple and began to read it, and in Luke 4.18, he got to the point where the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the good news, the gospel to all men, healing of sight to the blind, recovery of brokenness, healing of the inner being, deliverance of your whole. Why? Because now I'm going to take you. I'm going to take humanity. I'm going to forgive them. And then I'm going to reconcile them to God. I'm going to place them in the Trinity and put my DNA in them. And not because they ask me to, but because I love them. I say no, no, no to that religious constitutional, legal view of Jesus' coming. Jesus said that he was revealing what God is really like and, and, and that what he was going to do is, is show us how to bring God's will to earth and experience heaven. And so he says, I'm announcing it all for all people. I'm forgiving all humanity. I'm reconciling everybody to God. And I'm committing myself to walk with you through disease and sickness and brokenness and oppression and evil instead of abandoning, abandoning you like the God of the Old Testament. Remember, we're looking forward 
Revelation is progressive. You don't look back. You don't look back and then arrive at Jesus by looking back. You arrive at Jesus by looking forward. And then when you get to Jesus, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is not just a matter of me being divine. This is a matter that God looks like me. The Father looks like me. The Father and I are one. Hallelujah. And see, then Paul said in verse 19 there of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, this is our ministry, to come alongside people and introduce them to this good news of what God has already done for all of humanity. Hallelujah. That he's reconciled us. This is an invitation to repent from everything you have known about God and the Bible and religion and doctrine and all of that. I mean, repent from it. <laughs> repent from all of that bad thinking so that you can enter a new life and become one of my disciples and citizens of a new kingdom. And so that's why I introduced those prayers to you. And we're going to go over them again here. Look with me. Say it out loud with me, would you? These are our prayers for 2021. We're going to flip this thing, all right? We're going to uncover the God good news. We're going to, we're going to start announcing this gospel of the kingdom of reconciliation that God's made humanity whole. Here we go. First prayer. Read it out loud with me, all right? The word is an encounter. We ask you for regular encounters which challenge us to see differently. As you see, not as ones bound, us, bound up by religious teachings, evangelical dogma, fear and guilt, or any other thing. Here's number two. Make us less certain about the things of which we are certain and more open to the possibilities we do not see. Mm. Going to make a real big plaque out of that. Going to make a banner out of that. Now, some of you, I promised you that I would get this all typed up and I'd send it to you. And I know some of you have already requested it and, and I dropped the ball and I didn't get it out to you this past week. So look, look at me now. Hold me responsible. I'm telling you, Nina, I know you're viewing. My daughter, Matt, you're viewing. Others of you that are viewing, text me, write me. Pastor, you promised us those three prayers. All right, I'm going to get them out to you. I love this one. I, I, I love this one. It just make us less certain about the things of which we are certain, so certain. We need to question. We need to ask. We need to get into the word of God and ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Starting to sound like a Pentecostal again. All right. Number three. All right. You ready? <laughs> Cause us to understand that when you said you'd ne read it out loud. Come on. When you said you'd never leave us, you meant it. So we declare by faith that 2021 will be a year of breakthrough in awareness. Awareness of your presence, awareness of your power, awareness of your provision, and awareness 
of your love. Mm. We played a song for you last week, and I'm going to play it again. I'm going to be back. We're going to pray. So don't leave. Please don't leave. Listen to this song. I played it last week, and I, I, I told Nina afterwards, I said, I, I really believe this is an anthem. I think it is the declaration. I think it might become the song of 2021 as a banner over Genesis. Listen with me together. Me. 
here's what I want to pray for you right now. I want to break the hold of the legal constitution view of Scripture, the pharisaical judgment that we as Christians have for others who are not like us, not on our team, don't attend church, have an alternate lifestyle, whatever. I want to break that right now. I'm, I'm praying. I'm actually praying. And I want to prophesy. I want to use that term because it, it's the strongest thing I can think of, that God would hear my prayer, that God would take these words and somehow use them as a seed in the soil of your heart to break open, to have an uncovering, all right? Not a New Year's resolution. I mean an unmasking of the gospel. What is the good news? God is good. His kingdom has come. It's upon the earth now. And may you come to know what Paul said and what Jesus, actually Jesus said it first and Paul reiterated it, that the kingdom of God is within you. Joy, sufficiency, provision, love, peace, financial prosperity, the, the material things that you need. If you seek ye first the kingdom of God, these things will be added. God's not against you having things. So I release this in prayer right now, an unmasking, an uncovering of the goodness of God and of the true meaning of the gospel that the kingdom has come and is among you now. That's the gospel. Don't make it anything else. The kingdom has come and is among you. So repent of all of that old garbage. Hallelujah. Well, Happy New Year, and until we see you next week, be in touch. Let us know you're listening, that the broadcast is helping you. We look forward to meeting in person again, gathering in person again. Jeff, we look forward to you having your vehicle back so that you can get around and help us with the media, and we'll get back in the sanctuary. And thank you, everybody. God bless you. Love you. Have a good year.